$5 a month for my Apple Music subscription. Anything I want. Let me play my part. Check two, hey. Check like, two, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Yeah. Girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. I took acting classes a billion years ago, and I remember going into it, um, and people were like, if you think you could be happy doing anything else, walk out of here right now and go <laughs> do that, because this is not an easy life. Yeah. I think that's true for being an artist of almost any kind. I agree, yeah. Like I said, going back to that first conversation when you're seven or eight years old, and your parents notice you have talent, and they're like, oh, hope they're not thinking about doing this for a living. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> right, because There's not a lot of respect, and yet everyone wants good art in their life. I know, and yeah, at the same time, um, in addition to respect, there's just, there's no, I feel like there is almost never any certainty either, because even if, you know, even if you make like a certain amount of money at some point, like, it's all situational. You don't have any sort of like thing to fall back on like you would any other job. Like, oh, I have, you know, four shifts this week, like, that's good. I will make money here. Yeah. As an artist, there is no, like, I will make money here. Yeah. Well, especially these days with, uh, you know, music being treated as having almost no value whatsoever. I forget the name of the singer because I'm not a country fan, but uh, there's this very well-respected country singer who, who was kind of lamenting about where things are headed with, you know, uh, file sharing and, and just that music's free these days and everything. He's mm -hmm. like, my song... Is in the apps is on iTunes for 99 cents, and I poured my heart and soul into it. I've been honing my craft for decades, you know, blah blah blah, on and on what it costs and, and everything, all the heart and soul and blood and tears that go into making one song that doesn't suck. Um, and he goes, now there's also something on the app store for 99 cents that's an app that makes a fart noise. <laughs> He's like, this is what we've come to, and I just wanted to sit on the floor and cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. So can you tell me, as I prepare for uh, my geriatric session after this, <laughs> after this interview, <laughs> since you don't know who Natalie Merchant is, uh, what, how does the next generation learning to value music? Obviously, they don't value it money-wise, because I've had millennials walk up to my our booth at, at Pride and go, CDs are free, right? I almost killed <laughs> the kid. I was like, Yo. deep breath, Teresa, deep breath. <laughs> it's like, no, music isn't free, you pips. <laughs> So tell me, tell me the bright side of it. How is the, the younger generation valuing music if they can't value it with money because they haven't been taught that they have to? For sure. I would say immediately I think of um, just exposure. And although music is so easily accessible nowadays to the point where, you know, I pay $5 a month for my Apple Music subscription and I have... You know, I just have access to anything I want. Or you go on YouTube, it's, which is free. You can have access to anything you want. Um, I think the best part about that is the fact that 
everything is so easy to listen to that I could be dead wrong on this, but I just sort of think that the fact that you have so much more exposure, you can have fans that share your content with so many other people so easily. Yeah. Um, true fans and people who understand, like, nowadays, yeah, streaming doesn't give you as much money at all, but you have more exposure. So when you do shows, when you go on tours, when you sell merch, the, the things that really make the money for you, you're going to have so much more of a fan base than you would if, you, if, you, if your music wasn't as easily shareable, that mm -hmm. they're going to support you, they're going to buy the stuff for you. So it could balance out. It could be completely imbalanced. I really don't have any sol solid facts that I know of on that, but like, I would say that those things sort of go hand in hand. I think that's good to see the bright side of it, you know? Yeah. That's and one of my hopes with the foundation is that you know, when this podcast goes out, it starts getting shared, and the album's already on YouTube and yeah. iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else in SoundCloud. So there's a million free ways to get it. And then if people feel something, or even if they're like, okay, this maybe I'm not a big hard rock person, but I can feel this person's pain, and I know this is a nonprofit, so they jump online and buy a hoodie or something. Yeah. That's kind of the hope, you know? Yeah, which is, I think, a very, very real possibility. And the only other thing, too, is just like, um, not in a pessimistic way at all, but the fact of the matter is like that is the world that we live in. So, at least in my opinion, I just don't think it does anyone any good to put that put any sort of energy into just like why can't things be the way that they were? The way they used because to be. they aren't, <laughs> and they never will be again. We're yeah. always moving forward. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm just grateful that she was born after recorded sound. I know that sounds like a bizarre thing to hit my head, but no, I but think that's, that all the time. Yeah. How many great musicians, and we have you know the great composers. We've got a few you know of the great, great, great composers who wrote their music down and everything that we have forever. But how many great musicians? How many great guitar players were born before they were guitars? Seriously. You know, how many yeah. great drummers will, will never sat down to a kit because it right. didn't exist yet? And if it did, you know. I've had thoughts like that too, and it's, it's really interesting. But then, yeah, like you said, you're just, you're, you're that much more grateful that you were, I mean, that you were around when you could hear that, but also that they were around when they could be heard mm -hmm. because that's, so important. Yeah, I know a lot of other people around my age or a little older who are kind of sour on music because of the stuff I was just talking about. Sure. Um, before, with where it's it's free these days, and when I was a kid, you saved up your money, you got excited for the yeah. next CD to yeah, come yeah. out. It's coming out in December. Okay, I think it's gonna probably be like seventeen bucks. <laughs> I've got twelve, so if I get one babysitting gig, I can buy it the day it comes out. Like that meant something to me as a kid. Yeah. And this all these kids today, I'll never know what it means to save up for a CD. But when you're not saving up for it, you don't feel like it means any less to you than it meant to my generation. No, not at all. I just think, I think of, I think of too, like, one of the most prominent um, music release uh, stories that I have that happened just recently was uh, anyone in Hook Club knows that my favorite artist right now, and that has been for the past couple of years, is Travis Scott. Um, who has just absolutely boomed since August when his recent world or recent album Astro World came out? Um, he's a hip hop artist too, but I've been following Travis for a year, a year and a half, really heavily before Astro World, um, and I 
I will never forget the night that it dropped. And now music is so interesting too because when albums get released on Fridays, but with streaming services, you can listen to them Thursday night at 11 p.m. Oh, so yeah. it's funny because it's not even on Friday or the release day, but you still have all these people and you have the internet. So you can watch people getting hyped about this album. You can talk to people about getting hyped about this album. I remember when Astroworld dropped, Travis was at, it was Lollapalooza or some music festival. And he did his whole set just like normal. And then at the very end, he played one new song off of Astroworld. He goes off stage, he says, Astroworld drops in one hour. Shit. So I'm with my roommates, like, and some of my roommates have friends over. There are like at least 10 of us, and we're all just freaking out. We're listening to Travis, waiting for the album to drop. And then we listen to the whole thing that night, too. And it's just, that's something that I think is like, you know, sort of parallel to being excited to go buy an album. Mm -hmm. But it's just so much different. But you get the same emotions, and you have still some of the most excited times, like, you know, you'll ever remember. Yeah. And stuff like that. I don't know. I think emotions can stay the same, even if the, the generations don't, and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot even of. If money isn't being spent. Right, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not young enough to where I don't remember saving up money for CDs, really? though. I remember the first two. CDs that I saved up for and bought were two My Chemical Romance CDs. There you go. Yeah, at Best Buy. At Best Buy. <laughs> and I think I heard, did it, doesn't Best Buy, do they not even sell CDs anymore? I don't know. I think I just I have, heard I that. I haven't pushed the CDs that much. I sell them at events. Yeah, sure. And they actually do move. And also people like rockers who are around our age. Although this album has been sold to people from five to ninety-five, like mm -hmm. all different people like it, but they're they're <clears> like, of course, uh, of course it's a CD and of course it costs money, so they'll they'll like buy one or a lot of people will give us a twenty and the CD is a ten, mm -hmm. so they'll give us a twenty and be like, give this to the mission, you know, put this in your donation box. Cool. Like, thank you. So that's a, that's always a good feeling if someone walks out with the CD and give us a little extra money and like they like I said those people who get it right away. Yeah. yeah. And other people are like, wait, you have a a philanthropic organization, but it's about an album, like, and they just have that deer in headlights. Yeah, it doesn't look. connect. Never connects. <clears throat> what are you gonna do? How can you explain to other people what your music means to you? You know, it's like. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I, kind of what we've been saying this whole time. Maybe is just sometimes you can't. Yeah. And if it doesn't connect, then it doesn't connect. And there's nothing against that person. Yeah. Nothing against anything on your end. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just doesn't connect and. That's what happens. Yeah, but, but for the one person who jumps on Instagram and you know sends me a DM like this album is changing my life, that's what you do it for. Absolutely, just you know? yeah, just that one person too. Yep. That's how I feel about honestly with with Hook Club too. I would, without a doubt, you know, even if only if only one person came to the meetings or five people, I'd still go every single time, and I've, I'd have just as good of it as, as an experience as I do now. I'd say, without a doubt. So talking about music and education, I kind of buried one of the main obvious questions I could ask you at the beginning. As you see, times getting tough um, with uh, government spending. Of course, there's never uh, they never run out of money for wars, but they also <laughs> often run out of money for the music program. Yeah, true. Um, what's your What's your take on 
that whole drama, funding music programs, what music programs mean to the students. We know that statistically, I want to make sure my hair isn't scratching the <laughs> mic. I'm hearing a crackle. Statistically, people who are studying music do better in all the other subjects as well. That's a fact. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it, but yeah. I wonder if it comes back to that thing I was saying about it activates the entire brain. Yeah, it definitely could, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. You see things in a different way and you can apply Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And you can, you can unite left and right. Mm -hmm. You don't have to run around, I'm not good at math, I like music. Yeah. Well, if you like music, you like math. Yeah. Because that note has a, a frequency to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the decibels are a certain thing and you like the way it was blended together. So there's something you can all take home. If you like music, you like math. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so No, but I'm interested in your, your opinion on that. Music in school. Yeah. Um, yeah, like what I was saying earlier about any art program in school... Um, I feel like my whole life I've been hearing about like money being taken away from art programs in any sense. And when I was younger, I knew it was a shame to begin with. But only as I've gotten older do I really realize how, how much that really sucks. And I don't think that people, or not people, but the government or whoever funds these art programs, people get so caught up in sort of just like how to play the game of life and focusing on these more surface level things that you're told that you need all the time, stuff like that, when they're taking away from something like art that, is, that doesn't have necessarily like right or wrong answers or like you can't really be graded on it, things like that. But to so many people, is the thing that you hold on to for the rest of your life more than anything. And that, at least in my experience, and I know many other people's experiences, art is truly what you choose to uh, have your own adventure with and what you sort of like learn on your own time with, as opposed to math or history. You know, a lot of people love math and history and they do it on their own time as well, but I feel like art sort of captures way more people than something like those subjects would. And for, to sort of take away the importance of that in a lot of kids' lives, because if you have a kid that goes to art class once a week or even less, or maybe not at all, they're never gonna, they might never realize how important art truly could be to them. So it's a shame, but starting with making sure that people sort of like understand just the importance of it and how much it can impact lives is, I think, a, a start. But yeah. Has there been a time in your life that music kind of carried you through? A specific, you know, again, you could be as, as personal or as guarded as you want to be. Sure. <clears throat> I haven't had, thankfully, I mean, much apathy in my life, but um, I think without even having any sort of specific uh, situation, music just being the backbone of so many, any, you know, anytime you feel anxious or anytime you have something that's sort of like small scale that still really, really gets you down to just have that, that one thing to rely on, that like true friend that music is to you, whether you have like a playlist you play when you're sad or something to just, you know, that playlist is telling you like, sort of just give in to that sadness for a little bit. Like I'll kind of like 
you know, help you through it and just sort of like hold you in a way. Um, I think that speaks to me more so than any like specific situation that I've had. But, mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing about music is just, it can coddle you when you need to. It can also be the, the inspiration to just, you know, releasing emotion. Like yeah. I'm a very calm and like gentle person, I'd say, but when I go to concerts and like, yeah, got that loud bass and an artist that I love on stage. Like I lose my mind. It's so fun to <laughs> I jump. Can't picture you cutting loose. You're so easy going. No, yeah, and it's just it's so fun to jump in a mosh pit and just like, for the fact that you and all these hundreds of other people are just you're this one thing at this moment. You're so united from something that you all love and all have so many different experiences with, mm -hmm. and you're all coming together, and just like that collective release of emotion i think is just amazing yeah so you can connect with people from any walk of life yeah without a doubt like when i was a kid michael jackson was integrating the world by putting um you know heavy guitar riffs on r&b beats and mtv was like no and everyone else <laughs> was like no and everyone was like no you can't do this and he was like well yeah i did do it and here it is and if you don't play this you, you know we won't give you that i mm -hmm. think it was something like if you don't play if you don't play Beat It, we won't give you Billie Jean. He was like literally negotiating, wow. like telling MTV how it was going to be. That's and they're so like, cool. well, we don't do this kind of thing and da da da. Yeah, and like he, he was an artist who understood at the time what the role of music was in the world. And it's, I think it's largely undervalued. Yeah. But he was like, you look out into one of my concerts and you see people of all races smiling and show me a politician in the world who can do that. No mm -hmm. one can do that, but artists can do that. You know? Yeah, so, true. I think you talked a lot about how you can connect with other people and learn to respect the music they're into and stuff and, and get to know them. And I think that's just, I think there's a lot of value to that. It's hard to monetize and quantify it, but I mean, just emotional regulation alone, you know, how much money do we probably spend on a society, as a society, on, on people who can't get their emotions in check? Yeah. You know, drugs, violent crime, et cetera, et cetera. Um, maybe they're just listening to the wrong music. <laughs> yeah, they could be. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who wants to start a hook club in their community, in their neighborhood, anywhere in the world, on their campus, um, can you give us a crash course? Of, of how to yeah. start it? Yeah. Truly, I'd say more than anything, um, just do it. That's like <laughs> Nike right there. <laughs> but for real, no, just do it. Like my, This started just from having conversations with my friends about you know, we'd be hanging out on a Saturday night and we'd just talk about an album for an hour. And once, once I had the thought just like, hey, like, I know other people like doing this too, so I'm just gonna start a club. And the next day or the next week, I just looked into it and it was very, very easy. It's a lot easier than you can like probably imagine it would be. And when, when you, you know, you can talk yourself out of things so easily, but just sticking with it, um, that goes a long way. And also, don't be, don't be like a stickler. Just kind of let things happen. <laughs> I think that's just the most, most like raw and organic way to make it so much of a collective experience um, as opposed to just like, a, this is my group. Like, this is what we do in this club. It's just something comes up or in a discussion and we start talking about that. It's just kind of like, hey, that's, that's, what happened, that's where the conversation went, so we're just mm -hmm. gonna go with it. Um, 
so yeah, just do it, start it, go for it, and just be okay with what happens. Mm -hmm. Have a direction, I'd say, and not a step-by-step plan. That's interesting because it run as you talk about that, it reminds me so much of our first days starting the foundation, like right after her funeral, we started on the album artwork and her best friend and I would put our heads together and we're thinking about how we want the pictures laid out and how the lyrics will flow and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And at the same time, I'm brainstorming different ideas for the future. What if we did this? What if we did that? And he paused at one point and he was like, if you plan out everything, you'll ruin it because this is going to be bigger than what we're imagining now. And it has been. I wasn't picturing a like a documentary that's at film festivals nationwide sure. and this and that. And I wasn't picturing a podcast that goes <laughs> yeah, out to the whole right world. And so, yeah, it's so many things. You can ruin it by over-planning or by I, thinking, if I can't control it, then I'm in trouble. No, it's the parts you didn't expect that are the gems, right? Exactly. And the thing about planning step-by-step step is like, well, it could be good to have an idea of step-by-step, step, but you don't know what step two you don't even know if step two is going to be possible until step one has happened hmm. because you got to have like that block filled in before you can move on. But if something happens and you get thrown a curveball, mm-hmm. step two could be like step seven or a step you don't even have, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Awesome. So two other questions and then I'll let you go. It's been a beautiful Sunday morning here in your it house. It has, yeah. Uh, lights pouring in. It's negative two outside. <laughs> yeah, but it's gorgeous in I'm here. I'm putting off going back out. No. Uh, <laughs> so... Now that you're familiar with the Kelly Nicole Foundation, you know the background, you've heard the album, I don't know if you've seen the documentary, but you, you've been on the website and mm-hmm. stuff. Can you give the people listening at home a reason to support our foundation? Absolutely. I think more than anything, just sort of like the general theme that we've been talking about um, of just, I guess, a foundation that supports such good causes Um, and awareness and just exposure and for the fact alone that helping a foundation like this that can really impact lives um, even if the only aspect of that is hearing an album that they can connect with because I know firsthand I know so many other people know firsthand too that when you connect with music or an album that really really touches you and even if you don't know why that could completely alter your life. And I think something like the Kelly Nicole Foundation is just supporting people who have that similar mindset and that, you know, like we were saying too, maybe not everyone will understand it and they might never understand it and that's okay. But for the, for the people that do, that means everything. That can change everything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the hour of your day here. Absolutely. And for giving the album a shot. And um, good luck with your last semester and and everything beyond. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you. Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movement. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is proud. Amplified.